ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Chris Carlin and Chris Candy on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Get at us on Twitter at Chris Carlin, at Chris Candy 99. And as always, tap in on the Candy call in line, 888 ESPN at 729 888 729 3776. But Carlin, right now, we got to go to the Candy call in line and bring on. Emmett Golden from ESPN Cleveland. And Emmett, we appreciate a few moments of your time. We know it's been busy with the news that Deshaun Watson is going to be a Cleveland Brown agreeing to waive his no-trade clause and also agreeing to a five-year, $230 million contract that is fully guaranteed. Emmett, what has been the fan reaction in Cleveland since the news has been announced? It's been mixed, guys. There are a lot of fans that are really excited and feel like the Browns went all in and got a franchise quarterback. And and arguably, you can, you know, we haven't seen him in a year, but um, Deshaun Watson might be the best quarterback in the AFC North. You know, at least it's, it's arguable. So you have fans really excited about that. Then you have a large group of fans. Um, that are extremely upset in, in the fact that they gave up what they gave up. And, you know, they paid Deshaun what they paid him, knowing that there were 22 allegations of sexual assault still out there from a civil side. So it is uh, two polar, you know, opposites. They're fans that love it, fans that hate it right now in Cleveland. Emmett, it's been a minute. When you have been around the Browns and Jimmy Haslam as long as you have, what do you think Jimmy Haslam did here or what finally just kind of convinced him over the last 24 hours that Kenny barred the door, he just had to go all in and do whatever he could? You know, I think that the early, you know, um, the first few years that Jimmy Haslam owned the team and how bad that the Browns were, I think it was extremely embarrassing for him. And that he understood where the Browns are right now, the roster that they have, the only thing that they were missing, honestly, was average, consistent quarterback play. And Deshaun Watson, through his career, has been much better than average. So I I believe that Jimmy Haslam looked at that and said, you know what, we have an opportunity now. Uh, Nick Chubb won't be young forever, you know, and neither will the offensive line or Miles Garrett. And you got to take advantage of these guys and their talent right now. Um, so I think that's the reason he went all in. Also, they've given people second chances, you know, and maybe not with stuff this severe, but you think of Kareem Hunt, um, you know, you know, kind of going after a, a woman in, in a um, in a hotel room, Miles Garrett hitting Mason Rudolph over the head. They gave Malik McDowell an opportunity last year, and he obviously had uh, some issues in the offseason. So the Browns are consistent that they have given people um, that have gotten to some trouble in the past second chances. Talking to Emmett Golden from ESPN Cleveland on ESPN Radio. And Emmett, earlier this week, Baker Mayfield put out a couple of statements, uh, and he said in his most recent that it's time to part ways. It's in the mutual best interest uh, for both sides to part company. He's going to get his wish now. Do we have any idea on a potential timeline for the Cleveland Browns in terms of trading Baker Mayfield and what could potentially be some destinations that would be interested in Baker? 
I think they're going to want to do this as soon as they can. Um, mm. The Browns are unique in the NFL. They are a front office that doesn't try to grind any axes on anybody or, you know, you know, try to play any games. I think they will do what they can to trade Baker Mayfield. And, I mean, I think Seattle is an option. I think Indy is an option. I think, the you know, one of, uh, you know, maybe you have New Orleans. I think they, there's a possibility there as well. So the Browns will have suitors and what, they can get for Baker I'm not sure they're not getting a first round pick for him but maybe they'll be able to get a two or a couple threes or something like that to kind of replenish all the draft picks that they're sending um to the Texans with Emmett how does the town feel about Baker Mayfield at this point or is the town mentally done with Baker Mayfield half half of us yes and the other half no um, you know, I talked about it this morning, uh, you know, with the guys that Baker Mayfield has up to this point been the best quarterback the Browns have had in a long time. He really has. And there's a group of fans that believe since he's the best quarterback we've had in a long time that we should just ride or die with what, however he plays. And my argument to that is just because he's the best quarterback you've had in a long time doesn't mean he's the best quarterback. Yeah, the bar isn't exactly terribly high there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, Cleveland, there's a lot of – it's a loyal place, you know, and some people feel loyal to to Baker for taking the Browns to the playoffs, to beating Pittsburgh in the playoffs. That was a big deal to a Browns team that was, you know, the the little brother to the Pittsburgh Steelers for many years. So, Baker has a lot of supporters today and uh, and always have, and, you know, they're going to stick by him. But there's also a large group that felt like, you know what, after four years – We've seen ups and downs. That means he's inconsistent and average, and the Browns needed the upgrade. And uh, we can definitely say on the field they upgraded today. Emmett, how important is today in the context of the history of sports in that city? Well, I mean, I think about it's not as big as LeBron coming back, you know, um, but it's in the atmosphere. It's in the neighborhood of that because I think about, you know, when LeBron did that, you knew the Cavaliers had a chance to win a championship. And with Deshaun Watson coming here, I think you feel really good about the Browns opportunity to win a Super Bowl. I also believe that his presence around the league and players, because we've already seen a lot of players, um, you know, kind of support him after this news has broke around the league. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks really like this too, because I think they, they uh, all of a sudden know they want to get some uh, guaranteed money in the future, but I think it'll also help the Browns when it comes to acquiring other talents and maybe guys will be willing to take a few less dollars to come here and be part of a team that, you know, has some really good players. And right now has a, a championship caliber quarterback. Well, Emmett, we appreciate a few moments of your time. Thanks for hopping on with us. I know tonight you'll be uh, filling in for for Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Fitzsimmons at 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. So for all of you listening, be sure to check out Emmett Golden. I'm sure you'll have a lot more on this Deshaun Watson situation. Appreciate you jumping on, and we'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right, that is Emmett Golden from ESPN Cleveland. You can follow him on Twitter at egoldie 80 And uh, this is some big news right now, Carlin. I mean, this is the domino that everybody around the National Football League was waiting to drop this week, where Deshaun Watson was ultimately going to land. 
And after getting the news late last night that Cleveland was out of the running, nobody envisioned that we'd be sitting here this afternoon with Deshaun Watson waving his no-trade clause to run with the Cleveland Browns and having a five-year contract to the tune of $230 million fully guaranteed. I'm blown away by the fact that that's the that's how far they went. That's how, Look, when you're going all after it, I totally get it. Yeah. 230 fully guaranteed in the NFL. Like, I'm just interested most in you as a former player, knowing having gone through all the contract structures and all of that stuff, the idea that somebody is getting that level of cash fully guaranteed in the league. I don't worry about it. And here's why I don't worry about it. I'm so worried about it. All all, all the rules of the game are designed to protect the quarterback. They are the marquees. They are the stars. It's a quarterback-driven league. So it's not like Deshaun Watson wasn't going to get that money anyway once you traded for him. You're shipping three first-round draft picks and a third-round draft pick to Cleveland. Deshaun Watson was going to get every bit of that five-year contract no matter what it was. So it it doesn't matter, in my opinion, whether you're fully guaranteed it or not. He's going to be your quarterback for the next decade. That's the commitment that you made to him. Barring anything unforeseen, any other legal troubles that he might run into, this is your dude. You are married to him if you're Jimmy Haslam. I know he's he's got a wife, but he's married to Deshaun Watson too. (laughs) Like, that's going to be the situation moving forward. But, I mean, look at what the Vegas odds did when they got the news that Deshaun Watson was going to be the quarterback of the Browns. Their odds to win the Super Bowl jumped from 40 to 1 to 20 to 1. The odds to win the conference went from 18 to 1 to 10 to 1. That's how big of a difference Deshaun Watson makes. He is a top 5 to 7 quarterback by any metric. And having a quarterback that good not only gives you a chance to compete at the highest levels, but it also gives you an opportunity to become a destination for other free agents. So, coming up next, we're going to get to your calls. Michael in Maryland, JC in Nashville, Justin in Illinois, we see you. Hang tight. We also got to get into what the Deshaun Watson trade means for the rest of the AFC North and whether or not it's the best division in the conference. Carlin and I will weigh in. You're listening to ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Carlin and Candy on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and E+. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the Candy Call-In line, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Let's go out to Justin in Illinois. Justin, you're on ESPN Radio. What up? How's it going, guys? Hey, Chris. First thing, I got to give you I got to give you props for, you know, talking about how you know, skills at that level or at that age, they don't just diminish. They they don't just drop off like that. You know, he Deshaun is going to be a great player. I don't doubt it at all. Uh, but the picks, the money, everything, that just doesn't sound right. And there's a reason they call Cleveland the mistake by the lake. See, here I'm blown away by the notion that the Browns gave up too much as far as the picks. Like, you're talking about a franchise quarterback at that point. Like, why? I'm more blown away by the money, and I don't even, I'm not going to fault them for doing everything they could to get it done. I don't love part of it, but the picks and the money, 
like the money would be the thing that I'm more surprised about than the picks. But why? That's the part that I don't understand. If you're talking about a top five to seven quarterback, that's what you pay these guys. Aaron Rodgers just got $50 million a year. Yeah, but that it went that far above that. That's all. No. In guaranteed money. Well, what's the difference, though? I, that's the part I don't understand. He's going to not... see every single dime of it if you say it's not guaranteed or it's guaranteed. It doesn't matter. Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause. He's going to see all of the money that is on that contract, whether you're fully guaranteed or not. Right, but there's, but there's never been – it's never happened before for a reason. Sure. You know, because there's always the idea of injury and stuff like that. Of course. Down the line. Of but, course. So I'm – I'm not even you saying can't it's hedge. not worth Here, it. Here's what I'll say. You can't hedge if you're Jimmy Haslam trying to recruit Deshaun Watson. 12 hours well, ago. Well, he did not. 12 hours ago, you were out of it. He did you, not. You, you, were, you were out of it. The reports by Adam Schefter and everybody else, the Cleveland Browns have been told they are out of it. This was the thing that they could do to get back in it, to guarantee Deshaun the entirety of the contract that was going to be reworked. Yeah. That's and- exactly what happened. So Cleveland did what they had to do to land the quarterback. So... Forget about the picks. Forget about the money. Are the Cleveland Browns a better team right now because they made this move? Of course. Absolutely. Are the Cleveland Browns a potential title contender? Absolutely. Because you have Deshaun Watson on your team. That's the reality in Cleveland today. It wasn't the reality 24 hours See, ago. See, I'm not, I'm not going title contender yet. I don't think they're there yet. But I think they are much, much better. I think... They are right there with the Bengals. I still put the Bengals a little bit in front of well, them. Well, hold on. Hold on. The Bengals just went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay, so if so, if the Bengals just went to the Super Bowl and you're saying that they're right there with the Bengals, why, right would, why wouldn't they be a title contender? Because the Bengals went to the Super Bowl winning the division as they did because they were the best team in the AFC this year and they beat the teams that they needed to beat. I don't know that the Browns have enough. When I say they're right there, I mean they're probably – a game worse. They're they're a wild card team in my estimation. I don't think they're a bad wild card team. I don't think they're a seventh seed. I think they're right there. Like well, they finished two games behind the Cincinnati Bengals in the division standings. And you got to mm-hmm. think that Deshaun Watson being your quarterback as opposed to Baker Mayfield is going to make up the difference. Deshaun should if the defense is still as good. Yeah, Deshaun should be the difference in two to three games if you're talking about the Cleveland Browns and what they were in 2021 in comparison to what they'll be in 2022. The only thing that I would say is a caveat to that is not knowing if and when the NFL will impose any discipline on Deshaun. But outside of that, if you're saying that they're right there with the Cincinnati Bengals, then how can you say that they're not a title contender? Because it, look at what just happened as well in the AFC West. I mean, look at Devontae Adams ending up with the Raiders. Look at all the moves the Chargers made to get that much better. Look yep. at the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs today just added another receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster. And then, oh, by the way, Russell Wilson is now in Denver with a great defense. So by saying they're right there with the Bengals, all of those other teams have taken major steps up to get that much closer to the Bengals, if not maybe in one or two cases passing them. And now the Bengals are trying to improve their offensive line. So by saying the Browns are right there for the Bengals, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion what's happening in the AFC that the Bengals are going to run through and be in the Super Bowl for each of the next five years. So let me ask you this question. When we're looking at the two divisions, because you brought up what happened in the AFC West, the arms race that's going on out there. Yeah. What's the better division? Is it the AFC West or is it the AFC North? It's still the West. It's still the West. Still the West. Absolutely.
It, it's still, Ooh. I, I mean, honestly. Look, all right, let's just look at it this way. I'm listening. Look at your two worst teams okay. in each division there. Your worst team in the AFC North is a team that has Mitchell Trubisky as their quarterback. Sure. And is misguided as to how good their defense is. Because but, but, they have but, one guy. But 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 here's what I will say. They do have Mike Tomlin as their head coach. Yes, they and do. In 15 years, he's never been below 500. Yes, they do. And he took that team to the playoffs, kicking and screaming, even though they didn't want to go. Yes, they did. Yes, he did. Yes, they did. All yeah. of that's true. On the flip side, the worst, you look at what that team did with the Raiders to get to the postseason this year, and everything that they had to deal with, all the all the drama they dealt with all season long, uh, with their head coach and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. still got there. And now they added a top three receiver in the league, yeah. who already has, I, I would, I guess I would say, some sort of built in chemistry with the quarterback. Yeah. Well, they they work out together in the off season, right? And, and their they neighbors they played together in a while, but, but they but, work they work out together in the off season, and yep. they live next to each other in Vegas. So to me. That's really where the difference is. It's uh, the top three teams. <sighs> when I say the th- who's the third best team in the AFC West, the Chargers. The third best team, I think it's a flip of a coin between the Raiders and the Chargers, three and four. Okay. Yeah, I so, mean, wake me up when the when Justin Herbert gets into the playoffs. Are, are either of those teams better than the Ravens? <sighs> See, to me, the fact that you even have to ask yourself I, it's, about it—it's it. so close. It it really is so close. It really is, I, and that's why the that's Ravens why were I have so besieged by injuries. That, and that's year. what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's so close with both of those teams. I I I, I got to be honest. I think we're splitting hairs when it comes to which division is better. I, I mean, at the top end, I would say the AFC West because they have Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, and you have Russell Wilson. But I mean, it's 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 really really close. So we want to hear you, hear from you on the Candy Calling Line triple eight say ESPN. What's the best division in the AFC? Is it the AFC North now with Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, or is it the AFC West? Tap in on the call in line eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Coming up next, your calls and does Deshaun Watson's trade does it make the AFC North? the best division in all of football. We'll ask a Raiders fan. But first, a word from eBay. When a part of your offense isn't firing on all cylinders, you trade for Deshaun Watson and get rid of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I mean, that's that's that was the Cleveland Browns answer. Maybe it's a drop ball. Maybe you just can't work your way down the field. But when, in, when this happens, the only solution to replace it is, is to replace the part with something better. It's the same with your car, but unlike in sports, a new batch of car parts can't be drafted every year. That's why eBay Motors exists. They have all the right parts at the right prices. In fact, eBay Motors has 122 million parts. That's a lot of parts. But that way, you can get the parts you need to make your car a winner. Visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. You're listening to Carlin and Candy, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Oh, yeah. You know what that music means. We have to bring in our resident Las Vegas Raiders fan. You're listening to Carlin and Candy on ESPN Radio and E+. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Get at us on the Candy Call in line, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. And right now, we are joined on the show by one Jason Fitz, host of Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio and Fitzy. While the world was waiting, watching what Deshaun Watson would do 
last night. A huge move happened yesterday with your Las Vegas Raiders. We'll get to that in a second. But what was your initial reaction when you found out that Deshaun Watson had spurned the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons and went to the Cleveland Browns, a team that 12 hours ago seemingly was out of the running? Yeah, so I think there's two separate reactions to this, right? There's the one side of it that I think you've got to look at the human side of it, which says, oh, my God, I can't believe that any team in the NFL would go anywhere near a player that's still in the middle of the accusations that he's in the middle of. Uh, and my mind says patience never hurt anybody. They could have let all of this play out before they did anything. I fear for the worst of we're going to find out that some of these or all of these allegations are true. And then the Browns are going to have to justify to their fan base acquiring somebody that has what Deshaun Watson has on his record. Now, if we take all of that and we compartmentalize that understanding of it and then just say from a football standpoint, what does it mean? The Browns got better. They didn't just get better. They got much better. And if Deshaun Watson is cleared on all of these allegations and if Deshaun Watson is able to play, then the Browns put themselves in the elite conversation that it feels like about half the AFCs tried to put themselves in right now. From a football standpoint, they have the franchise quarterback that they haven't had in forever. I mean, literally forever. But at the same time, I mean, Jason, to your point about that, they actually have structured the contract that came out in the last little while that he would only make his base salary is $1 million for the coming year. And that is that way in case he gets suspended. So he would lose just a minimal amount of money. Like if all of that stuff comes out and turns out to be bad, there is going to have to be a lot of explaining done on Jimmy Haslam's part. Well, and to that end, and, and that's a great point by you, because think about what that negotiation sat there like. I mean, the agents had to sit there and say, hey, guys, we need to structure this in a way where if the league comes down with the thunder of the gods, Deshaun doesn't lose money. Like, that's got to be a hard message to stomach and then turn around to your fans and say, oh, well, we didn't have any idea. And and I will say, you know, Sarah said this a lot on Spain and Fitz, and I think it's a point worth echoing. We can't seem to get any indication of any team that has talked to any of the accusers. The league hasn't talked to any of the accusers. So while we're desperate to get a football move done here, they we have so little information that they can actually go on and the fact that they protected his money in the contract just feels gross talking to jason fitz host of spain and fitz on espn radio and of course he's our resident las vegas raiders fan and staying with the deshaun watson news fitzy and looking at the landscape of the afc north where would you put the cleveland browns now that they've acquired deshaun watson well i mean i i think deshaun the, the football player is one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the nfl right now and anytime you add that to a talent a talented roster to me, that makes the Browns the favorite in the division. And the Ravens, obviously, last year did a lot. I think we almost take for granted how injured they were, the number of games that they lost, their inability to have the people that they could rely on and still be able to, to run the football the way they did. I mean, I think the Ra the Ravens are resilient, and I want to give them a lot of respect here. But if we're just looking at the roster on ta on paper, when you get that sort of a quarterback – Makes the Browns, I think, the division favorite. And, you know, I, I realize I haven't even mentioned the Bengals, but I, I also think that the Bengals last year played with fire with their offensive line. It, it may be better. They've spent a lot of money, obviously, right there. They hope that it gets better. I, that This division is a toss-up. It's a wild toss-up all the way across. And let's acknowledge the fact that all three of the quarterbacks we're talking about, Deshaun uh, and, and Lamar and, and Burrow, are all young. So you're looking at this and saying, my God, like they're set to be good for a generation if all of those guys are able to play. Jason, take us back 24 hours. 
Was there an audible squeal? What was the actual physical reaction upon first learning that Devontae Adams was a Las Vegas Raider? True true story here. We were coming back from, from break. They were reading the Sports Center update, and our producer got in our ears and he said, Fitz, 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 Devontae, Raiders. And that's all we got in before we went live. And I just sat there, stunned. I had nothing to say. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm all tatted up, as you guys know, so I shaved my arms, right? So it's not like I can have arm hair stand up, but the hair on my legs was coming through my <laughs> pants, y'all. Like, it was. Th- th- this was the moment, and, and I said it last night, I'll say it again. I think that this is the most important transaction that the Raiders have made or will make for a generation because what we forget is that Las Vegas is an expansion city for the NFL and it's an expansion city that has tons of entertainment options, tons of ways you can spend your money. If you're the Raiders, you're trying to grow roots for a generation in a city. You do that by not just winning football games, but frankly, by being electrifying. They just got themselves better on the field, but also better on the billboard. Like you're telling me that a billboard's going to have Hunter Renfro and it's going to have Darren Waller and it's going to have Devontae Adams with Derek Carr throwing him the football. And by the way, they got two edge rushers that can murder quarterbacks. Like this became an exciting football team that's easy to sell to a city that's still trying to say, hey, we've got to fall in love with the Raiders, the Raiders, the way the Raiders have fallen in love with Vegas. I think it's 10 years from now, we'll still be feeling the impact of this one move. So, Fitzy, with the arms race that's happening in the AFC West and the Deshaun Watson acquisition by the Cleveland Browns, which is the better division in the conference? The AFC North or the AFC West? No, it's the AFC West, and it's because there's one team in the North that doesn't have a quarterback. And, and, and the Steelers get so much benefit of the doubt because all they ever do is win and because mm-hmm. I respect the hell out of Mike Tomlin, right? Yep. But you got to look. If, if you're looking top to bottom, there is not proof of concept with some of the coaches in the AFC West, but there is proof of concept with all of the quarterbacks. All of them have played at a high enough level to put themselves in MVP caliber conversations, and that includes Derek Carr. So I, I can't look at the uh, at the north and say the same thing obviously about Mitchell Trubisky with the Steelers so I think that this is weird to say and I have I don't think anybody said this in a long time but the Steelers are the weak link in their division and that doesn't feel right it's absolutely true and that's that's the problem for the Steelers because things have just gotten that much better around them you hang with us for a couple of more minutes heck yeah anything to hang out with you guys All right, Jason Fitz hanging with us on ESPN Radio. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty with you. We're going to get your thoughts as well coming up next at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, where the Browns' right to do what they did and spending $230 million guaranteed and three number ones and more draft picks for Deshaun Watson. Your reaction to that, plus where do the Raiders now stack up after getting Devontae Adams in that AFC West division. Are they a playoff team now? We'll get into it all next on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Cleveland Browns are now a 20-to-1 Super Bowl bet as opposed to about four hours ago. They were a 40-to-1 Super Bowl bet. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty on ESPN Radio, joined by Jason Fitz for the next little bit at 888-SAY-ESPN. Jay, let's hit some calls. How about Michael in Long Island up next? Michael, what do you think about the AFC North right now? You know, I feel like i got to channel my inner Stephen A. listening to you guys. I just feel like that you're just being so disrespectful to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, the Steelers have never, ever been about the quarterback. They've had two great ones, but it's not about the quarterback in Pittsburgh. It's about the coach 
and it's about that defense. I mean, that's easy to say when you've had a quarterback. Like, I watched Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. (laughs) You've had a quarterback for 20 years, Michael. It's easy to not be about it when you don't have to worry about the position. And I'm a Steelers fan. I understand where we're coming from. And I'm sorry. When I'm looking at Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and now Deshaun Watson, I'm not as much as I actually kind of like the Mitchell Trubisky signing, I feel worse today. Yeah. And I feel like we're we're headed for that dreaded quarterback hell, as Dave Gettleman would call it. And, and look, Chris, I by the way, I like the Trubisky signing also for the sheer purpose of it doesn't allow a team to reach in this year's draft. Like the quarterback class in this year's draft is not good, right? So you, you take a year flyer on Trubisky. If you find out that he can play, great. If he can't, then you go after a quarterback next year when the class is stacked. I think it's a smart football move. I just don't think it makes them better than their opponents. Here's Mike in Maryland up next on ESPN Radio. Mike, what's going on? How's it going, guys? Great, man. Good. Uh, I was actually called a little bit before the AFC West, AFC North question. My thought is, how is Cleveland going to sell this to the fans? Like Deshaun Watson, he is the face of the Cleveland Browns. But I'm a parent. Do I buy my kids Deshaun Watson's jerseys knowing what he has done or allegedly has done? I think you're probably waiting. You know, if I'm – listen, and I don't have kids because I've never been interested in responsibility. You and me but both. at the same time, uh, if that's the question that you're asking yourself right now, you you probably have to wait and let it see how it plays out. My problem is we're, we're talking about 22 allegations. We're not talking about one or two. And generally speaking, when there's smoke, there's fire, it's problematic. There's no question. Yeah, I, I think the other part of this is that – realistically for a lot of fans all they have to do is win games unfortunately that's what will win everybody over no matter what happens in these allegations i I wish that weren't the case but i think that's true no it is and unfortunately there's going to be a lot of people saying the same thing we have seen guys who have done far worse who have come away with it just fine with the fans espn radio Nobody's short on opinions on Deshaun Watson headed to Cleveland on a $230 million five-year fully guaranteed contract. He apparently made up his mind this afternoon, had a change of heart, and it came because $230 million were guaranteed all of a sudden in that change of heart. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty on ESPN Radio. Jason Fitz hanging with us here for a few minutes, and it has completely changed the dynamic of the AFC North. We continue on the calls with Donovan in Virginia up next on ESPN Radio. Donovan, what do you got? It was good, man. Hey, as far as the AFC West and AFC North, everybody know the AFC West is the hardest division just because the worst record in that division might be what nine and eight, ten and seven. Hey, Jason Fitz, the day after we lost that Super Bowl, I wore my Raiders jersey to school, so I know what we got, man. We got a three piece, and it's uh, and you Steelers fans, man, y'all got probably one of the best weapons in the world, like Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Pat Frymuth. Y'all good, man. And Najee Harris, y'all good. Y'all ain't gonna beat us, but y'all good, man. Raider Nation, we got a three peat man. 
Well, what usually helps, though, is being able to block. I'm not a guy who ever played the game professionally, but it strikes me as something that's important, and it's a problem that they had last year. Yeah, I hope not, because the Raiders don't have a particularly great offensive line either. So, you know, I'm hoping that the, the Bengals have shown us a new way of doing business, get rid of the ball quickly, and just have a quarterback that can take a bunch of hits. Maybe he gets murdered along the way, but at least we at least you win some games. I don't, that's my only hope. It's amazing to me that we can look at the AFC West right now and still make the argument that the Raiders are – with Devontae Adams and Derek Carr and what they did this past year, still the third or fourth best team in that division right now. And I, I don't know how you feel about it and how they stack up, but this this division period is, to me, possibly the greatest division we've seen in the league in 20-plus years. I said the same exact thing last night, and I keep thinking about just the, the fact that the last-place team in this division, you know, it, they, they, the problem is they could all essentially cannibalize each other and lose so many games to each other that they put themselves out of it. If that doesn't happen, I wouldn't be surprised to see every wild card come from the West and know that every team in the West can win a Super Bowl. Like, that's a crazy thing to say about a division. But find a glaring weakness on, on any of these teams that makes them below the upper echelon of the AFC. I can't. Kirk in Arizona, up next on ESPN Radio. Kirk, what's going on today, bud? Hey, uh, I, I'm a longtime Steeler fan, uh, but I have to say the AFC West is probably the, the better, uh, 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 I guess, the division or conference or, or whatever phrase you would use. But I have a question. Uh, um, we sh Shouldn't we think that the, the Cleveland Browns did a lot of due diligence in really finding out what was in those civil uh, cases? And isn't the contract maybe an indication that that maybe there's not as much there that to harm the team uh, that they would be willing to to invest that kind of money in in, uh, in the quarterback? It's impossible to tell what kind of due diligence they could have done when the league doesn't seem to have done much due diligence when it comes to the alleged victims. Um, of these 22 cases, it doesn't seem like there's been a whole lot done. They have gotten past the criminal charge part of it, and that seems to have been the trigger point here uh, to get something done. But, you know, he could still be suspended. That's what people have to remember. And you don't have to be criminally charged to get suspended by the league. We've seen it time and again. And it has gone back to Roethlisberger with what he had. And he initially got six games initially and eventually got that reduced to four. Well, and, and I'll echo that sentiment with two things. One, Jenny Vrentis, who's been reporting on this really well, uh, was on Spain and Fitz last night. And I asked her directly if she has any indi any indication if the team or the league, any teams or the league, had reached out to the uh, victims in this and the answer to that was none have been reached out to that she has spoken to. So we do wow. know that the people that have, have are part of the accusations are saying they have not been contacted at all. And the other part is, you made a great point earlier. Let's remember, the first year of this contract has a base salary of $1 million. So they built it in in a way where if he's suspended for a full year, it only costs him a $1 million. That, to me, says that the team is expecting him and the players expecting for a suspension to happen. And they're trying to make sure it doesn't cost him too much money. I, I I'm not going to lie. I mean, that makes me pretty queasy. Me to tell you the truth, it, it really does. That uh, knowing the full well that that could happen and the details that may come out, I mean, this could get uglier before it gets better. And I think that, Jason, I mean, I, I think that you're going to see, and in my mind, justifiably so, a lot more details come out here pretty soon when alleged victims see 
what just happened. Like, wait a minute. He got $80 million more guaranteed than anybody else, and they structured it so if he got suspended, it would only be for a year, and I'm staying quiet right now? Mm. I could see that going away pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I could see you're absolutely right. If I'm one of the, the victims in this, if I'm one of the accusers in this, boy, this is enough of a catalyst for me to make sure that my information is as public as possible just so everybody knows exactly what this situation looks like. And that that all speaks to the one thing. Everybody could have just waited and continued to be patient till we got more information from depositions. Teams just didn't want to do that. Solomon, he's in Ohio, up next on ESPN Radio with Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, Jason Fitz. What's up, Solomon? What's going on, fellas? How you doing? So so somebody here has to tell the truth about the AFC North and the AFC West, and I guess that has to be me. So maybe somebody can remind me, who did the Bengals beat along the way to get to the Super Bowl? I believe it was the Raiders and the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the North traditionally is a tough division. And I understand the AFC West has had all these flashy signings and everything else. If Pittsburgh, by your definition, and I'm a diehard Steelers fan, if the Steelers are the worst team in the division and they just don't know how to lose, like you can't pay them to lose. Deshaun Watson comes, Lamar Jackson, if the Ravens are healthy, nobody wants to see them. And Joe Burrow and the Bengals are, are out here just getting better every single season, it seems like. I understand the AFC West has a lot of potential, but I still think the AFC North is good or better by, by a hair, not by a lot. I respect the AFC West, but they're still not on the AFC North level just yet. No, uh, no, I think the AFC West is because of that difference, because of the difference between the Steelers and whether it's the Raiders or the Chargers, those two teams to me are considerably better than Pittsburgh right now, and it is all about the quarterback. Yeah, and I don't think you can pick and choose there where it's like, well, yeah, the Bengals were hot at the end of the year. Take nothing away from that. They, they beat a couple of AFC West teams, but last time I checked, I mean, I was at the game in, in Vegas where the Raiders beat the Ravens. I, I mean, where where do we end that line of, of, you know, wins and losses last year in this comparison to this year? So I, I think that's a bit picking and choosing. Yeah, and to me, I think you also have a fan base with Pittsburgh that is going to be in some kind of denial about what's coming here. Yeah. Because the defense is not nearly as good as they believe it is. They think it is because of T.J. Watt and because of Minka Fitzpatrick, but it's not going to be enough to – and even if Mitchell Trubisky plays okay, they still have to block for him, which is a problem, and they still are not anywhere near the talent level of those other teams. When you're spoiled with the generational quarterback, eventually you realize you don't have him anymore, and then you realize what the rest of us feel all the time. <laughs> Don't get too caught up in the days where they won some games with Tommy Maddox. I would put it that way to the Steeler Nation right now.